Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Lich House and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, promise can you open this up in prayer? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for coming inside of our midst and just ask that you show us what you want us to say and give us insight in your Word. And Lord, I also thank you for just giving us the verbal and written form of your word and not making it where there's no standard. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, all right, so we're beginning or continuing our study in First Corinthians. We're in chapter 9 today. So can I get a volunteer to read from verse 16 through 23, please? I will. All right, Kyla. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel, for I do this willingly. I have a reward, but if against my will I have been entrusted with the stewardship, what is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority authority in the gospel. Excuse me. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews, I became a Jew, that I might win the Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without the law, as as without the law, not being without law towards God, but under law towards Christ, Mm -hmm. that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partakers of it with you. Mm-hmm. So, again, I want to open the floor up to you guys to discuss what the Holy Spirit's speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. Yes. I'd like to begin. Mm, so you want to go? Go ahead, promise. Okay. <laughs> the Lord was showing me all the way from verse 19. Yeah, 19 all the way to 23, where it's, where it's talking about that he, he be... One second, let me read it. You don't oh. have to read the whole thing. You can just, just share what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, sir. I mean, unless you want to read the whole thing again. I want to read the whole thing. Okay. Well, then go for it. <laughs> for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became a Jew, that I might win the Jews, to those who are under the law as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law, to those who are without the law as without the law, not being without law towards God, but under the law towards Christ. That I might win those who are without the law. To the weak I become as weak, that I might win the weak. I become all things to all men, that I might, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a particular of it with, with you. 
So the first thing the Lord showed me that Paul pointed out pointed out that he wasn't trying to be a servant to other people just so he can get some he was trying to win something bigger, but he was winning it he was doing it for the gospel. So the Lord showed me that for a while before I actually learned the meaning of it, I was being slightly selfish. I was going, Well I'm gonna serve others so I can get something better. But I didn't <laughs> think of So trying to twist and manipulate? Yes. Oh, okay. But I didn't think of oh I'm supposed to serve others not not just so I can get something better, but because so I can help other people. Okay. Hmm. Having right motives in what you're doing. And make no mistake the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we put forth the effort to practice the things that God has already taught us, he sees that. He is not unfaithful or unjust to forget our labor of love, but he wants the motivation of why we're doing those things to be that that he calls and deems honorable. He wants us to have a pure heart and pure motives towards him and in the actions that we're doing. So loving our neighbor as ourselves is why you're serving others and you're serving them because you love Jesus Christ not just for stuff and things because it's really easy to lose sight of that one part that God's in there and take it, you know, you're all the way over in the ditch and doing things for selfish gain, which is what you sounds like you described. Is that right, honey? Yes. Okay. Then the Lord showed me that Paul was doing, he was becoming like the people so that he could win the people so that they would get, that he'd save people so they'd be closer to the gospel and he I liked it how Paul said when he said to those who are without the law as without the law not being without law towards God but under the law towards Christ that he wasn't he was following let me phrase this he still maintained self control Yes, he still remained self-controlled, but he didn't try to force stuff on the other people. Just like the people with the people he became, he was, he fought the law with the law. Mm -hmm. So he's saying that if you're not a Jew, he didn't come to non-Jews with Jewish Customs customs and traditions or requirements, but cast off what Jesus Christ said was the commandment and the way he should live in order to, quote unquote, win those. So he, he maintained his standing with Jesus Christ and his relationship with him and didn't violate that. But he was also able to speak their language of what they were accustomed to and and meet them in there, not trying to make them, well, I can't talk to you because you don't talk like Jews. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come speak Hebrew to you and you don't speak Hebrew or any of those kind of things. No, I just think uh, I, I was just enjoying the message version. I was looking at it. And I just wanted to share it. Um, I, th- I think it does a good job here. Sometimes it doesn't always um, do that, <clears throat> but it might help make things a little more clear. He goes, if I proclaim the message, it's not to get something out of it for myself. I'm compelled to do it, and I'm doomed if I don't. If this was my own idea or just another way to make a living, I'd expect some pay. But since it's not my idea, I expect to get paid. As a matter of fact, the pleasure... You don't even have to pay my expenses. ...expectations of everyone in order to reach a loose living immoralist and the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ by entering the world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I have become just about every sort of servant 
There, in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life, I did all this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in it and on it. Amen. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so Amen. then I, and then to that, I want to make sure we're all clear, especially to the listeners, and I pose this question. So what is the message or what is the good news? What exactly is he saying that, and how do we define that and what he's speaking of here first? Are you asking what Paul was saying? Was what Yeah, what is, is this said the message, but in the other version we had the good news or the gospel, and some people say, but what really is that? Mm-hmm. Let's be really clear about that. Um, it's, it is the coming of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he's offered and also the liberty and the love that he's giving those that trust in him. Is it the, right, God, the kingdom is here now? Yes. Right. That's that's when Jesus came, the kingdom came. Right. Yes. Yes. That's really important to understand that it's not just the good news that we're going to get saved, or it's that the the kingdom is here. I was talking with a a believer the other day. He goes, "Yeah, we're all going to be joined together in heaven. So if I never meet you again, it's going to be great." And I'm like, "Brother, we're living in the kingdom right now. Let's <laughs> let's talk about what's exactly. now. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that something is coming later and mm-hmm. that we're going to be in in heaven because that's not even really." In its accuracy in that, because there's a new heaven and new earth coming, right? We're going to mm-hmm. be on earth, right? City is coming, all that, but the kingdom is here now. Jesus Christ is Lord, not is going to be Savior, and He has given salvation. Because in us, we're about what we are today, and we are joined eternally with Jesus Christ in His presence forever. But how easy that is to let that slip and become an exchange of now we're putting it off, you know, our communion with Him. Now, in this lifetime, Jesus told them to pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not one day, but now, today. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's not just like, well, now, baby. It wasn't an introduction or a greeting. That word there, it was saying now. Jesus is the one who was and is and is to come. He is ever present. So making sure we stay engaged actively and in our mind's eye that we are in the midst of what God has for us. We're, we're living a life, not for, oh, it's just a far time off, but our today, our every day, our daily bread is what God is minister and speaking to us about. And we have to be diligent and focused on who he is here and right now. So, and the good things that he has for us now, not just peace in the latter, but today he is our peace. Today he is our salvation. Today he is our, um, our, comfort and provision and whatever it is that we need he is now so thank you dean i like that what else sir oh and the lord is also <laughs> I just, i'm sorry i like the way you just pop back in the promise he's like yep still got it go ahead honey the lord is also things got to pure point they weren't just looking for the fame and everything else well pure pot was and mm. Because he was looking for the fame and everything else, he didn't get what he was looking for. Mm. Well, the right brothers, they're looking to better society, and that's what they got. They weren't mainly focused on, like, fame, money, what's that got underneath. Those were natural things that would follow from a concourse was flight. But the first society would be better as a national defense, right? Yes. Their designs, their planes were built upon, yes, but of course it was used by our military, which 
incredibly added or significantly added to the capabilities that we as a nation had. Mm-hmm. Right? And now we've seen that, yeah. I'll say, traverse the entirety of the, the world. Uh, almost every nation has planes, right? Or jets or something that first started there with the Wright brothers. Did they also receive compensation, money, right? And all those, and, and clearly still had fame, right? We still discuss them today, the notoriety that came with that accomplishment, that, that achievement. But that wasn't why they set out to do it. Not first and foremost. They understood it would follow, but that wasn't their motivation. Mm-hmm. Promises. Is it wrong to benefit? No. What I'm saying is, don't trying to serve others for your own selfish intent, not to better others, but to better yourself. It's it's right to gain, but trying to twist and manipulate to get what you want. Good answer. <laughs> Pure motives mm-hmm. and objections. Pure motives. God is a good God, and we said that He rewards us. And last time I I checked, last time I read, the Garden of Eden was full of good stuff that all belonged to Adam and Eve. That, but He is a poor as we're doing everything. We're we have exchanged human approving else. So He's the one who brings it about. Mm-hmm. So, who else? Who else has something that the Holy Spirit? Is speaking to them about or that they want to share. Are you finished, Promise? Yes, I was. I was done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, sir. Go ahead with Charles. I found it interesting. Um, I found it interesting where Paul was saying how he became all these things. It just reminded me of how while Paul, he did these things instead of, I'm known for my own life, I prefer to put on myself as a holy, pious person. <laughs> Should I think myself better than others? Because I think I'm better. <laughs> and how Paul's saying that he didn't try to come in that standpoint of him being so much better than everybody else, mm-hmm. but he actually went out and experienced what it was like to live their lives. Not running, trying to run their race for them, but saying, Okay, I can see where you came from. Mm-hmm. Like Dad said, when he acknowledges somebody else's opinion on something, he sees how they get that opinion. He doesn't just run it over and has no idea of how it works. But he knows why it's wrong because he's seen it and he knows how it works. Same is true here with Paul. He's saying that he's done all these things to win others to Christ, but only to take them out of that mindset into a better mindset of where you're free from all this stuff. There's no law that you don't need to be lawless because you think you're being restrained. And it's just perfect freedom. Only, of course, inside of what the Lord tells you you can do. Mm-hmm. And he was just, and Paul was just saying that while he did all these things, he didn't do it for his own, like Promise said, selfish gain. But he wanted to see the benefits of others coming into the kingdom of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because there's two times. There's. Two examples. One example, I want something for myself. Maybe I don't want Leon Promise to do it. Because it's no fun doing it by yourself. Wants others to come into it, just being there by yourself. Just you know, Christ. Okay. It's like being in, a- <laughs> in, in heaven, in the heavenly community, because like, the Lord's there. Yeah? Yes. It, it's still going to be a great time. However, the Lord also wishes that none would perish. Mm-hmm. Right? Paul, yes. you see that same mindset here. He wishes that none would perish, but that all would come in 
to the the knowledge of the Lord, but also to a, a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. All right. But then one other thing I want to let's clarify. Right. And, and and Dean God already brought this up when he read the message version. Right. Did Paul go back to doing the same things because that he did before he came into the knowledge of the Lord, actual true knowledge and relationship with the Lord? No. Okay. Why? Then how could he say, uh, for the weak I become as weak, or for the lawless I become as lawless? He could say that because he still knew the truth about it. Like how Mommy said, he didn't throw all precautions to the wind to just live a sinful life like the other people to draw them into Christ, which would do the exact opposite. Exactly. But he did what? He could reflect on his own life. Yes. And the the thoughts that he had before he came to the true knowledge of the Lord and who he is, how he lived, his actions, his deeds, right? Yes. What he taught, how he spoke, how he lived. He, He's a person. He can still remember those things so he can understand what someone else may be going through. Not that he had to live a sinful life to understand those things, right? Because we have the Lord who can explain and give us revelation, Right, but he could reflect on his own life, which also, in this case, allowed him to give grace to someone else because he could recognize everything that the Lord had done, which is why you see in other scriptures, he says, right, so in other words, what he's involved in, right? Even in M6 and all this stuff where he acknowledges it, you guys were involved in all these things, right? Sexual morality and all the rest of it, right? Yes. Okay, and he says, and the Lord delivered you out of that. And then, but it's also, he, he's, he, I'll say it in this way, and this is why we have to make this clear, right? It's because he exhorts them not to go back into that lifestyle, but to continue in and with the Lord and by the leading of his Holy Spirit, as he is. He can remember those things. He can recall them. He can understand his thoughts and processes and motivations and all those things at that time. But he does not return to it or go back to it. Instead, he continues in the Lord. And that is what he encourages others to do, admonishes and exhorts others. I understand you may be living in this way now, but come on, there's a better way. Let me show it to you. Right? But there's also the, I'll say, a commonality that, that is there. Hey, I used to do this too. Right? Yes. I used to live like that or in that way. But there's a better way. Let me show that to you so that you don't have to be bound anymore. Right? And that's what we yes. we see Paul saying here. It's not, we have to understand this, right? Because it's not a, oh, yes, well, well, if someone else is living this lifestyle, I have to go back and live or I have to go and live that lifestyle so I can minister to them. That's not how that works. But it's understanding where they're at and maybe... Maybe you had those experiences in your life before Christ. Well, now, with the Lord's lead, for the show someone. Also, you're talking about motive. This was not a self, selfish gain or, you know, you mentioned the um, Charles that, you know, you want to invite them so you're not the only one there. So, and even in that, it's still so your fun is at its maximum because there's nobody on the other side of the seesaw to make you go wee and go into the air. But you want them there so that you enjoy it more. But that's not the perspective that Paul is taking. He's actually joining 
with Christ and his mission. Mm-hmm. He calls himself in other places co-laborers with Jesus Christ. He's a co-laborer, meaning this is your vision, Jesus, so I align myself with it. I'm taking your vision and I'm making it my own, and now I'm putting my strength, what you gave me, towards accomplishing your vision, Jesus. Not trying to make his own vision or find some way that he gets the good out of it, even though he's not devoid of understanding that he will be blessed as a result. Um, but it is genuinely for their good that they don't suffer the, the consequences right. of living this lifestyle apart from the Lord. That's right. And he already understands that each man will receive from God based on their own works. Everyone will stand before the judgment seat of Christ alone. So whether they get into heaven per se or not, is for Paul, it's neither here nor there as an individual. But for Jesus Christ, because this is dear to his heart, he longs for his children to be gathered to him, right? He longs, he doesn't, he came and died so that all of his children would be reaped back and joined with him in the heavenly community. So for Paul, he's going, I love you, Jesus. So therefore, I love who you love. And I'm going to put forth all of my effort, all of my strength, all of my might and my power towards getting and being a participant in you accomplishing your goal, Jesus. Yes, he's God, but he has chosen to work through humans. Unless the seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But it brings forth much harvest. We would spring up and rise up with Jesus Christ and much harvest because that's all God. Yes. So his vision, his will, his goal, and making conforming yourself to now that this is my goal versus, well, I still want to do this over here. Or I'm going to do this, and okay, if I get some time, I'll go serve you, Jesus. But that's a dynamic um, perspective, and that's a dynamic place to be. That's being totally sold out for God, knowing that your vision, Lord, is the only one that matters. Let's get it done. And then engaging everything within your power and your being to walk alongside Jesus and doing what he wants to do. Who else? Well, this is something I want to share. Well, for me, I found it interesting, especially the verse 16 and 17, how Paul was saying, like, it was his calling to preach the gospel, but also for him, it's a pleasure to preach it. And I think to myself, like, when something really good happens, not in a bragging sense, but like when I learn something new that I never understood before or i didn't know i'm bursting at the seams like i need to tell somebody it's like did you know this too (laughs) and just because for me like it could be something that was so liberating and it like changed my entire perspective on the world i was like oh i clean my glasses a little bit and i could see better Mm -hmm. and wanting to share that with somebody else and help them see that as well Mm -hmm. and i can see Paul's perspective in that, but also how his love and his compassion for the people he was preaching the gospel to and demonstrating God's kind of love, like how Jesus conducted his earthly ministry, mm-hmm. how he and and although people, he didn't go and this is what I've been through. It's a better thing. Here's a better part. And mm-hmm. you can be a partaker of this as well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be subject or bound to this your entire life mm-hmm. much like with the jews and being conformed to the law he offered them liberty in christ amen mm-hmm. amen and um 
Acts 28, when you read that, that's a story of Paul being shipwrecked on an island and he was there and he was they were building a fire after the the angel of the Lord stood by him and the Lord rescued rescued them out of the, the ocean and they were building a fire and he was reaching towards the fire to to mess with it or something and a viper came out and latched onto his hands and the people said about him uh, he's a murderer that's why the viper got him and so they all sat back like mm, you know waiting for him to puff up and die but he continued to live and here's the truth in that Paul was a murderer. So the viper did try to come out and get him because he was in fact a murderer. He had been a murderer in his previous life, but through the grace of God, he was able to be um, kept from the penalty of that sin and death because he had committed his life to Jesus Christ. But now he also had the chance to take that and minister. He had to, he had the opportunity to now minister to the people around him going, I once was there. The, the viper got me. It sure did because I was this man. But here, this is what saves me now. Now I can minister to you and remember who he was. The snake remembered who he was, even though he didn't have any right or power to try to enact that upon him. But that was still him going, I'm humble enough to go. I was a murderer. And from that place, I can go, you don't have to stay there. I've been set free and delivered. So can you trick God? You can't put on a facade. When you make that heart change, you can have this life to his salvation, his healing, his provision. So that's a, an example of seeing that. I love how you brought this scripture up because I was getting at it with, I believe, yesterday's um, morning Bible study. Because there's a, in this scripture, there's some, some key things, right? says, if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. But then he also gives a woe. Woes are never good in Scripture. He says, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. But then he gets into what we've been already discussing this morning, right? If I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if it's against my will, then I've been entrusted with a stewardship, right? And, uh, and, then, and then he asks, What's my reward then? This is the steward, right? In Luke 16, Jesus gives the parable of the unjust steward, right? So I'll bring this up because as Paul's discussing this and, and his, it goes to motivation, as we were discussing. His motivation was just to be obedient to the Lord and to say execute to live out to do everything the lord had asked him to do because he wanted to be obedient to the lord the lord says driving force because he loved him but we see in the parable of the unjust steward that clearly the steward didn't love his master the person who had assigned him with this master is him to beg right there's a concern and, and I, I bring this up because we need to reflect on ourselves. What are we doing for the Lord? And why are we doing it? Is it compulsory, out of obligation, right? Which was, we read in Peter, it is not how we should be approaching the gospel, especially those that it's been assigned to, to lead others and teach others. Or is it because we really love the Lord? 
because he is our treasure. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So is it our heart's intention, intent and intention because of our love for the Lord, to be obedient to him, to do everything that he says to do joyfully? Or are we doing it begrudgingly? Out of compulsion, because we feel like we have to, right? Paul in this is saying, hey, I do all these things because I love the Lord, but also because, right, he's, he also says himself that he is a bondservant of Christ. Right? So, there's already been a reward, a debt, if you will, that's been paid, a ransom. Excuse me, that's the word I was looking for. A ransom paid for Paul by the Lord. And he's doing it because of his love for him. Although, if for nothing else, right, at the bare minimum, at the most basic level, he should be doing it, even just acknowledging that, hey, the ransom was paid for him. And, right? But he shares that with the people. This is So, it, it's a, it matters in our lives before the obedient. The Lord knows the thoughts and intentions of our heart, each and every heart. Why we're doing the things we do. Why we say the things we say. We should be doing it to honor and glorify the Lord, right? Not self-seeking, not selfishness, not just to get a reward, right? And Paul addresses all that here. But it's important for us to check our own hearts and why we're doing the things that we do for the Lord. Does that make sense? Yes. Any questions on that? I just going to say, you know, John. I love what John Piper says, and that is, God is most glorified in us when we are most delighted in Him. Mm-hmm. It is okay Amen. to gain a reward, to gain a benefit, but the primary focus has to be for God to be glorified. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen. And God will lavish on us more than we could imagine to lavish on ourselves. I mean, His His generosity far exceeds anything that we can try to pilfer on our own or try to extract from others. You know, that, that reward is beyond compare. You, you can see throughout the scriptures exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, you know, that God will do for us. So there's no need to feel um, tempted or pressured or burdened to try to extract your own reward or to be fearful that God won't reward you. He's just going to work you into the ground and leave you there in the dust. He would never do such a thing because he's a good God. And he is a rewarder both here and now and your present day intense and the, the way that we are living in the earth today and in our time to come in our future in the earth and in our eternal future god is a good god and he's got a long memory so that certainly works on the behalf of the believer and whoever is willing to believe amen excuse me that they want to share okay so can i get lord just thank you for today lord just thank you for continuing to bless us lord with your exceeding mercy and grace lord and just helping us to understand you lord and keeping and still helping us even if we don't get it the first time lord lord i also just thank you for helping us to become more like you lord and just giving us the ability to act like you lord and just to imitate you lord 
In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.